mom. And I'm Mira, and I'm the daughter. And this is Adulting But Not Grown Up. And so today we're going to talk about um, Mira's grandparents gave her $10,000. Lucky me, highly privileged, hashtag white privilege, yo. Yes. <laughs> and there was a stipulation, though. It had to be used for either education, travel, or housing. Those were their, their requests. Really, what are they going to do if you don't? But, yeah, you know, those were the requests. So, how are they gonna know? <laughs> how how would they how would they know? So we're just we thought we'd just talk about like what we did with the ten thousand, what Mir did with the ten thousand, and how it was decided, and kind of as a first foray into investing and what to do with uh, you know a bit of a windfall and uh, that kind of thing. So because you, you know recognize that I come from an incredible amount of privilege by just having grandparents that gift me $10,000, but also it's uh, good to know what to do with those things when you have it. <laughs> right. And so the first, let's say, what, year and a half or so, it sat in a savings account in the bank because you didn't know what to do with it. Which is fair. Because if you're ever in a situation where you like, you just don't know what to do, doing nothing is a fine decision to make until you That's do know what to decision. do. That's also a decision. Also a decision, and until you know what you are going to do with it, it's fine decision to make. It's not going to hurt yeah. anything, and it's not going to... Provided that this decision is not one where, like, eventually it'll time out and a decision will be made for you, then right. it's fine to just do nothing for a little while. Yes. Um, okay, so here's what we looked at in what to do with, with the $10,000. So, Mira and I talked about, like, what she wanted to do with the money, first off. And you were thinking portion for travel, portion for housing was kind of your, kind of your wish list, right? Mm. And then it was the talk, we, we talked about um, sort of her timelines for that. So when you're looking at um, money or investing, you want to think about whether this is like a short-term thing, a medium-term thing, or a long-term thing. And anything that's 10 years or more is considered long-term. And short term, you're looking at, oh, I'd say less, five years or less, less than five years. And then your medium term is kind of in, in that range there of like five to ten-ish years. So, um, given that housing prices are insane, Mara was thinking that the, um, the portion for housing would be more in the long-term range. And the portion for travel would be more in the short-term range correct yes um so i think that in the the idea of investing can be like a scary concept for a lot of people whether whatever age you are i mean for young people in general probably but even for older people that just haven't done it before um it just it sounds so like high level and scary and like if you don't know what you're doing you're going to you know set fire to something mm -hmm. or something like that but really like all it is is using your money to make more money true and so there's all kinds of investments you can do you can do like i mean a savings account even though the returns will be be piddly is a way to have your money earn a very tiny mm -hmm. amount of money you can put it in a term deposit which will give you a little bit more than a savings account but it's still going to be quite minimal and it's going to be um, 
but very safe. Like there's nothing that can happen to your money in either of those two things. Saving account or a term deposit, you get back exactly what you put into it plus a bit of interest. Um, like I know where where we are right now. If you lock your money into a term for a year, you're going to get about half a percent of interest. So if you're doing something short term, that's fine. Like if you know you're going to need that money in six months, leave it in a savings account. That's fine. Nothing's yeah. going to happen to it and you'll have it when you need it. If you're going to need it, you're planning a trip for, you know, a year or two from now, term deposit, same thing. It's fine. It's short term. You'll get a little bit more than you put into it. Not a lot. But the reason you don't want to really have it in a term deposit for, um, or they're sometimes called CDs, that's the same thing, um, is that you don't want to have that in there for, for long term. Like you don't want to park money in term deposits for 20 years or something like that because the rate of inflation, right now anyways, is higher than what you're getting in your mm. investment. So you actually end up losing money over time. You know, if you put in $10,000 now and it's only making 5% interest, or 5%, I wish, five, half a percent, 0.5 of a percent interest, and it's in there for 10 years or whatever, um, and but the rate of inflation is usually somewhere between kind of, it usually floats like 25 3.5%, but I think right now it's somewhere around 5% because the world's on fire. Mm. Um, you're... you're you are in reality losing money over time. Your money is going to be worth less than than uh, than the rate of inflation going up. Um, there's other things like mutual funds, which mm -hmm. you can do pretty easily through a bank. In Canada, I don't really like mutual funds here because the the um, the fees that are charged for them are quite high. They're mm. about in the sort of two and a half to three and a, three and a half ish percent, which is kind of it's it's a lot for fees. If you happen to live in a country where those are lower, like I think in the United States, fees on mutual funds are quite a bit lower than they are here. Um, then it's can be a reasonable way to go. And what a mutual fund is is just it's basically a fund of funds. You're buying into the stock market, but instead of buying like stocks in Amazon or Coca-Cola or Walmart or whatever, you are buying a piece of a whole pile of those stocks put together. So there might be stocks from Amazon and Coca-Cola and Walmart and um, whatever, and a thousand other companies or 10,000 other companies, and they're all lumped in together and you're buying little pieces of those um, companies. So what that means is that you don't have the same risk as if you bought a stock in just one company. You're mm. not watching that one stock and seeing does it go up in value, does it go down in value, spreading it out over all those um, ones that are all pooled together makes it less risky. But there is always some risk when you're doing that type of investing. Um, so, but anyways, they, yeah, like in some countries they're fine in Canada they're not that great because the rates are just or the fees I should say are just so high mm, okay um, another way to go oh and the other thing with mutual funds I should say is that they're actively managed so what that means is that there is an actual person who watches them constantly or a team of people whatever that watches them and does the trading and all you know all that kind of stuff but they they're on it and they're their job is to try to beat the stock market, to try and guess what's going to go up or down in price and buy and sell things accordingly so that they make money. So 
that's the deal with mutual funds. Um, what I personally prefer, well, in Canada, but I think in most places, is either index funds or exchange-traded funds, which are almost interchangeable in what they are. They're very similar. They're just um, kind of the big difference between the two of them is that an index fund, you can sort of buy or sell that once a day, whereas an exchange-traded fund, they can be more in real time. Like you could do it like people that do, um, you know, day trading kind of things where they're buying and selling stuff all the time with their stocks online. You could do that if you wanted to with that sort of thing. So an index fund or an exchange-traded fund is very similar to a mutual fund in that it's a pool of funds like that, a fund of funds. But instead of it being through a bank, it's sold, bought and sold on the stock exchange. Um, usually, generally. Um, and the fees are significantly lower, like, you know, 0.3 of a percent, something mm. like that. So, which makes a big difference. It, people think like, oh, 2%, 3%, that's not a big deal. But it really does make a big difference over the long term. And when you think of that thing of the inflation rate, if that's eating up your inflation rate right there, then you've got to count on the remainder to make, make your money. So, all that being said, what Mira decided to do was put um, a smaller portion into um, the travel fund, which is in a, I think that one's in just kind of a savings account, right? Like a, a yeah. high interest savings account, as high interest as those get. True. <laughs> Nowadays, but it's it's safe, it's stable, and when she decides, or when the world decides, <laughs> that people are allowed to just go on vacation, um, it's there and available to use. And then the um, housing fund, she put into an uh, an index fund, and she did a the higher risk one. There's different sort of levels that you can do with that, kind of lower risk, medium risk, higher risk. Um, and that what that would be is a mix of stocks and bonds, which stocks and bonds kind of balance off each other. That's kind of all you really need to know about them in general, is that, you know, when stocks are up, bonds are down. When bonds are up, stocks are down. They sort of um, offset each other. Um, so the higher risk thing is to just do all stocks. Um, which is what you did because you know yours is going to be in there long term mm -hmm. and when you have a long term like that even though it's the highest risk that length of time lessens your risk quite a bit historically the stock market tends to go up about 10% a year so it's not something you want to get into and get out of three years later but if you're putting your money in there and it's going to be in there 10 years 15 years 20 years whatever it's a really good way to go because that makes it actually quite safe. That leveling out over time makes it quite safe. Um, but I would say you have to really assess to what your own tolerance is for risk. Mm -hmm. Like if you are somebody that if that's going to be like a real anxious thing for you that you're going to have to look at it all the time and be like, oh my god, but it's gone down and I've lost money. Or if you then do something lower risk because if it's mm. going to give you a heart attack then it's not <laughs> if you're going to lie awake at night every right, night exactly. at 3 a.m thinking about what's going on in that bank account right now then you know it's probably probably best to just not <laughs> just not do it but if you can um if you're if you're able to do it and be really um 
more rational about it, which is hard because it can be an emotional thing when it's your own money yeah. and your own stuff. But if you can just, you know, plunk money in and kind of set it and forget it and mm-hmm. not look at it, knowing that over the long term the stock market is going to uh, rise in value. I mean, it's been doing that for the last hundred years. So, and frankly, if the stock market ever crashes so badly that it's not recovering, we've got bigger problems than money, like zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion. That's when that's gonna happen. And then that's not that's not your biggest worry. Fair, fair. Um, so you know, it it's you you see things on the news all the time of like, oh, the stock market, you know went down crash or whatever and people are you know going nuts and selling things Mm -hmm. and da 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 don't do it stay the course stay the course stay the course even when Mm -hmm. you watch it like right now because of the war that started with Russia invading Ukraine things have gone down across the board and in most in most things in most uh, investment type things and that is what it is and you know that you're just gonna stay the course war super sucks but it's not going to last forever and you know things balance themselves out like even at the start of the pandemic the stock market like did a major drop and a lot of people panicked and stuff and but you just you know stick with it and and just don't touch your stuff um you know it comes back up and it evens itself back out again Mm -hmm. and you know there's always that old saying of buy low sell uh sell high but people emotionally tend to do the opposite (laughs) they tend to think I'm missing out buy now even though it's the highest mm. it's ever been yeah. and oh my god I'm losing all my money and sell low so that's that's what you do with it and then the other thing that you decided to do too which was um to make ongoing contributions to mm. it yes and the one that we specifically set up for Mira is through Tangerine which you know what's funny I thought Tangerine was more of a worldwide bank but when I looked it up it seems like it's only Canada mm-hmm. I did not know that. I thought they were like, because it used to be ING, which I thought was like Swedish or some such thing. I don't know. But, uh, so, (laughs) I don't know that. But, anyways, they have, um, through that bank, they have index funds and ETFs that they do. And so Mira is just putting, I think it's $25 a month. Or fifty dollars a month. I think it's fifty dollars a month. You decided on. That yes. Right? Yeah, I think it's fifty. Um, I know math. Of just a a contribution to it, just to keep it like, you know, growing, adding a little bit. Doesn't have to be huge. Whatever you mm-hmm. can afford to put in there is, you know, um, it, something's better than nothing. Yeah. If it's ten bucks a month or fifteen bucks a month or whatever, and then you know, as you can afford more, you increase that a little bit and, and mm-hmm. do more. And um, the benefit that you get with that too is something called dollar cost averaging when you're making consistent contributions rather than being like, oh, I'm just going to save up and make this contribution once a year or something like that. The dollar cost averaging, what that means is that, you know, sometimes the stock market's up, sometimes the stock market's down. And if you're just consistently um, putting your money in on the same day every month, you're going to hit the highs, you're going to hit the lows over mm. the long term, you're going to land somewhere in the middle. And that sort of uh, takes the risk out of that too. Sure. So, I think that's about it. That was just uh, a little quick overview of some ideas of what to do with, you know, 
a small windfall. You could go and blow it in Vegas, either option. Super fun time. It'll be a really great weekend, but <laughs> won't have anything to show for it after the weekend. Yeah, what happens in Vegas would definitely stay in Vegas in that instance, being the being, you know, that being your $10,000 yeah, that except you never get back. A bad tattoo or something. Mm, could be. Potentially. Or chlamydia. Mm. Um. Maybe you marry a hooker like the guys in The Hangover. <laughs> I always thought that was a funny storyline. It was a funny storyline. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, oh, your cat is staring at us through the oh, window. through the window. Yes, Hi. she is. Hi. Hi, baby. How she's, are you, kitten? She's so cute. She really is. She's, she's very adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about investing, I think about, you know, putting money away for a rainy day and saving it for later and, like, you know, making a better future for your children kind of stuff. But, uh... As is always the case in the world's fascination with people who have what I will affectionately call way too many goddamn kids at once. Right. <laughs> Continues. Um, Nadia Sulman has been beaten. If you don't know who that is, that is the uh, legal name of Octomom. Yeah, uh, she has been beaten, officially. A woman gave birth to nine babies <gasps> at the same time, in a, uh, somewhere in Africa, I believe. And I... Uh, yeah, it, that's a lot of kids, and she was, you know, went into labor a little bit premature, and from the article I read, like, her doctors told her she was pregnant with seven children, and then she, like, went to go have them, and she was like... Surprise, two more? Yeah, surprise. Two hide in the back. And, uh, she... <laughs> it just seems, like, really intense, like, she's talking about her birth and how she had a cesarean, and she's like, at some point it just felt like an endless stream of babies were just coming out of me, and it's yes. like... Yeah, after like five, home. you would, would be, be like, horrifying. they're they're just still coming, man. <laughs> like, you'd just be really freaked out. But here's the thing. If you know bare minimum stuff about, like, Octomom, about John and Kate plus eight, what's the common denominator with those people? They do a buttload of IVF, right? Yes. Like, IVF somehow, some way ends up getting misdone. Because if you don't know about IVF, usually they implant more than one fertilized embryo. Usually they don't all take. So it's normal to implant more than one. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you implant more than one and then you end up with six of them all implanting. All yeah. Or if you're like Octomom, I think she implanted like 12 <laughs> embryos or something and ended up with like eight of them taking, you know? Yikes. So like, obviously more than was intended, but her intention was to have multiples, mm-hmm. you know? This woman, according to the article that I read, this was a natural conception. <gasps> Isn't the largest natural conception that's ever occurred, like, five kids? I think five. That's, like, that's crazy. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't want to be like, we should all get up in this lady's business, but, like, medically, that is a fascinating thing. She should go buy a lottery ticket. I, I she's Muslim, so I think that's illegal, but, or, you know, not illegal, but uh, haram, I mean, right. sinful. <laughs> um, but... I was like, wow. naturally conceived nine children's naturally conceived non-uplets. That's, oh my god, that's unheard of. That's that literally insane. Well, because like, there was the Dion quintuplets in Canada mm-hmm. way back. Like, when when was that that they were born? I know some of them are still alive, so it wasn't like crazy long ago. Um, but that was like, they put them in basically a zoo so people could yeah. come and look yeah. at them. Yeah, because they were they had they were they were all girls and. Uh, yeah, five identical girls, baby, basically. Well, I assume they were identical. They were I think boys. this one would have five boys and four girls. And that was a natural conception, and that was, like, unheard of. And, you know, that still holds as, like, a really unheard of thing. So, yeah. Wow. Nine. 
That would be nine. so alarming. And then also you would have to take them home. Nine. I know. That's the thing. Like, I don't think that it's totally crazy for someone to have, like, 10 kids or 12 kids or whatever. Like, that's whatever. Usually 12 of them aren't infants at the same time. Right. Like, that is too much, I feel like. You know? <laughs> like, I feel like you're going to go crazy. And, like, the whole article I'm reading, they're just like, it's great. They're little blessings. But it's also, like... We go through a hundred diapers and what did you say, like six liters of milk a day? Like she's going through insane amounts of like <laughs> baby rearing stuff. Look at them all. Five little girls and four little boys. Well, they're very cute. They are very cute. Holy Mary, mother of God. Yeah. I listened to a thing the other day, this woman in Italy, this was like, I don't know how long ago, but she had 67 kids. Dang. One couple. That's a lot of kids one couple 67 kids they wow. had so many multiples and she was pregnant for like 18 years of her life or something wow. like that she holds the world record i know michelle dug her on overdrive what did this have to do with investing by the way having lots of children oh and, and having to saving, for saving for a rainy day okay. yep because immediate because i was doing research about this and then i got a news article and then you went down about hole. it and then I'm, <laughs> this is just where i lived for a couple days over the last week this is just where wow. my mind was where i was just like this lady has nine children because i mean like great babies are wonderful children are great obviously she wanted them because like in the muslim faith birth control is allowed so obviously these were wanted children but like uh, also nine that's nine. a lot all at once they can be little blessings you can adore them they can be wonderful nine is a lot lot that is it's a lot alarming. of kids yeah also speaking of having way too many kids they're remaking cheaper by the dozen so i hope you enjoy that because oh, you have an eight-year-old so you get just, to watch we it we just watched the cheaper by the dozen um you know the uh what's his name steve martin and bonnie hunt one um oh, like steve two days martin. ago she quite enjoyed it well she'll get a new one with zach braff being the dad it's interracial cheaper by the dozen oh. black mom cheaper by the dozen i did not recognize too. the woman but i when i saw the cover like in a article thing i was like that woman looks like she might be one of the children wow black really don't crack she looks so young like she looks so good next to him you know like she looks significantly younger i was just like huh <laughs> she looks like really young compared to all of the compared to the other adult on this <laughs> movie cover good for her Excellent. <laughs> looking good well done <laughs> looking good girl you go um, okay i know one another thing i was gonna say is that i think too a lot of um people are like when you're young especially like mm -hmm. you're in the mindset of like eh, i've got a lot of time it's, oh yeah don't don't worry i've you got know. a lot of time to get and to that thinking later about like you know 20 year old you thinking about like 65 year old you retiring is like your brain just can't wrap around that mm -hmm. and you think that is so far in the future can't even go there um but it comes up faster than you'd think mm -hmm. and also the thing of um having time on your side compound interest you know it's a true, miracle true. of mathematics and it is good um i always get like very put off whenever i see one of my friends pay for food with a credit card i'm just like hmm. oh so you can eat it drink it wear it or smoke i it. remember don't i remember yeah. i remember the words that you told me i don't even have a credit card so you know what actually that's kind of a lie because um <laughs> my significant other a while ago got frustrated because his credit card keeps bouncing back things that i order mm -hmm. <laughs> because they think it's fraud and so he's just like okay put her as an approved person so that she can make orders and it's fine and it won't get bounced back mm -hmm. and they're just like we actually need to issue her her own card on the account for you to do that and he's like fine great got the card today great open up the envelope misspelled my last name <laughs> <laughs> wonderful 
So now it's fraudulent if you sign your proper last name. Mm, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so now instead of uh, calling to activate that, I get to call them and be like, yo, you done messed up, bro. <laughs> you done fucked it. Excellent. Yeah, so super um, fun. So but yeah. I don't, like, have my own credit card. I'm not messing up my own category. <laughs> You'll just mess up his. Well, I don't just order stuff. He'll be, like, at work and be like, order me some bed sheets and send me a link. You do it, okay? <laughs> so, you know, it is, yeah, like, it, it, the, the younger you can start with that, even if you're only putting aside, like, 50 bucks a month, it makes a huge difference because you've got, like, 40 years to save it. Mm -hmm. That makes a massive yeah. difference. And if you started when you were, like, 40 or 50, it's, like, you, you, it's almost impossible to catch up unless you're, like, I don't know, a top heart surgeon or some crazy dance. Yeah. Good job. And also, though, with the compound thing, coming back to the if you can eat it, smoke it, drink it, wear it, don't you it. also get a uh, fun time of getting to pay for that debt forever and ever and ever if you just let it keep on building and building and building. So compound works both ways, kind of. <laughs> it sure does. And second piece of advice, when you've dug yourself into a hole, stop digging. Yeah. Hand the shovel to somebody else, please. <laughs> You know, if you feel like you have a spending problem, a lot of um, addictions places do actually treat, like, shopping and spending addictions at this point. Mm -hmm. The place that I went to for inpatient care did treat that on their addictions floor, mm -hmm. which, I mean, roll with the punches on that one if you're going to go somewhere where you have to stay on a floor with heroin addicts and talk about how you spending an extra $300 a month is really debilitating and horrible for your life. You might yeah. get a side eye a little bit, but, you know... It depends where you're at with it. It's, it's kind well, of the it's same a thing of like everybody has to use money and spend money. Yes. You can't abstain from that. True. But you do have to have some sort of, yeah, some people get that dopamine hit from it versus oh, yes. um, yeah, just they being disorganized and, and thinking like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that credit card statement. Mm -mm -mm. Very true. Yeah. Um, okay. I think, I think that's all we had to uh, talk about there. So, yeah, if you happen into a small chunk of change or a large chunk of change or if you just want to start somewhere um it just just start it's um you know that saying best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago second best yeah. time is today it's that thing like just start it even if you're starting with 25 bucks a month and most banks or whatever will will start you that low they're happy that you're just saving something and uh yeah, and then do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, if you're doing something like that, though, and you want to look into index funds or exchange-traded funds, see if you can do that through some sort of um, bank, because usually you can do small contributions like that, like whatever, 25 or $50 a month for free, like just keep adding to it for free. Whereas if you're doing it through... Uh, like an online stock exchange thing where you can also do those things through um there is a fee usually for buying or selling each time and you don't want to be paying like say ten dollars every time you're putting fifty dollars into it if you're doing it that way you're best to just you know put your 50 bucks in every month or whatever until it gets to five hundred dollars or something like that and then make your purchase so you're not getting dinged every time you do it because mm. that can add up quickly true yeah uh, all the advice on that and the uh, what you did with your $10,000 from Grandma and Papa. Alright. Um, we're adulting but not grown up at gmail.com uh, Also at adulting but not grown up on Instagram. I'm trying to be a little bit more diligent about updating that and stuff so uh, 
If you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to cover, you can leave a comment or DM it to us there. I don't even have an Instagram account, so I have no idea how that works. So that's Mira's forte. Yes, yes. I, I'm going to be a little bit more diligent about keeping it updated. Excellent. So I will be going on there a few times a week at least and checking up on everything and seeing if anyone comes to interact. Excellent. So, I mean... Come enjoy our company, etc. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye bye.